welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Chad from the Red Half of Sheffield. How are you, mate? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. How are you this afternoon? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, we're recording this one a little bit earlier, but um, we're recording it straight after the Brentford game. So, uh, obviously, I'm really happy, buzzing, but yeah. Um, so, we'll get stuck into it then. We'll find out about what's going on um, at Sheffield then. So, what are your thoughts on the season so far? Um, about as good as we had planned it. Um, I think we have how many games have we played? Sixteen games, so we're about at the halfway point. And God, I cannot wait for those last sixteen games to get out of this godforsaken league. Yeah, so that doesn't sound like it's going uh, too good at all. Then, so from afar. You know, you'd got sort of like financial problems last season and, and getting promoted to the Premier League was sort of like the saving grace to sort of solve that. Heckingbottom got you promoted. You stuck with him for around 14, 15 games and then replaced him with Wilder. So as a fan, do you feel like the fans' expectations changed because they were in the league or... Was the football really bad under Heckingbottom? the The easiest way, the easiest way for me to 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 for for Villa fans watching this to describe what we have witnessed in the last, I don't know, we could even dial it back to when Wilder got the sack in that COVID season. We were playing terrible. We were never gonna. We were. Okay, we caught lightning in the bottom of the first year, finished ninth. Okay, then COVID hits, and then it all falls apart. We get relegated. We bring in Big Slav to try and, and get us promoted out of the championship at the first time of asking. That lasted 11 games. We were terrible, didn't score any goals. Brought Heckingbottom, who took us into the championship after Wilder left. Heckingbottom gets us within a few penalty kicks against Forrest of getting to the playoff final that first season. Then we go again and absolutely, you know, everybody knows about Burnley. You know, they barnstormed the league. At one point last season, it was – we had a 13-point gap over second place. And so, you know, it started, you know, February, March time. You knew we were going to get promoted automatically. So we get automatically promoted. But January of last year or of last season, we go into our transfer embargo because at the time, unpaid player um, wages had had popped up on players we had bought like Sander Berg and in other players like that. Um, maybe a little bit of a fee for Rian Brewster didn't get finalized. So we were under an embargo for the whole of January. So we didn't bring anybody in. And then we get promoted. The summer comes along and you're just kind of like, hello, Sheffield United. Are, are, are we backroom staff? Are, are we going to bring anybody in? And so June goes through. Nobody comes in. July sprinkling of players we've never heard of. Just absolutely. You read into any of the players we bring in. They're ter- They're horrible. And you're like, well, this this is going to go swimmingly. And apparently Heckingbottom had his say in who he wanted to bring in. We brought back James McAtee. You got good, Gus Hamer from, from Coventry City. Those are two, in, and we even brought in Archer from, from Villa. 
those are three good players. But we also brought in Vinny Souza, Ina Slomani, players that are just absolutely terrible. Benai Traore, who's never even sniffed a, a game in England. Then you want to start him, you want to lead the line to start the season. And it just, it was doomed from beginning. And I knew, I had I had no hope we were going to ever get off the foot of the table. And we had, I mean, what we've moved up to, we've been as high as 18th, whoop-de-doo. We've never been out of the relegation zone. But it, it, it's one of those, if Heckingbottom got the alleged number ones or his best players that he wanted, God, it says something about how bad he knows, like how he, bad he is as a recruiter. And then it just kind of, you know, we were in, we had a draw against Everton. We are, I think we're still playing the Tottenham game. Oh, they Tottenham scored again. Um, because they added like 30 added minutes until Tottenham scored to win that one. Um, Man City scored, ripped our hearts out with about 88 minutes. So did Forrest. Um, got stuffed 8-0 by Newcastle, 5-0 by Arsenal. Um, just hammerings. Lost 5-0 to Burnley, and that's that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. bottom got sacked. But – what I don't understand is I'm not the most positive United fan. I'm right. I, I, I see it as both ways. We I'm more of a realist in saying coming into this league, we needed to get promoted because if we didn't get promoted last season, we would probably be bottom half of the championship. We'd probably be getting rele- getting ready to get relegated with our cross-time rivals Wednesday because we wouldn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. And so going into this season, it was like, okay, how many games are they going to give Hecking bottom before he goes? And he's almost like a dead man walking. And then, okay, we make it 14 games in the season. We got killed by Bournemouth, got hammered by Burnley, who's who's 19th. And then they sack him, and they're like, oh, well, so who are they going to bring in? And for three weeks, it had been the rumor, Wilder's coming back. Wilder's coming back. Oh, great. Here's Wilder coming back. So then they sack Heckingbottom, bring Wilder back, and we get the, the new manager bounce. But because we're a minnow in this league, we're gonna get all the, we're gonna get all the calls are gonna go against us. You're you're already playing with one hand tied behind your back because the, the if if I'm honest, we can't afford to have Liverpool lose to Sheffield United. You can't have Manchester City lose to Sheffield United. You can't you can't have Tottenham lose to Sheffield United. Come on, can you can you imagine how bad of a look that looks in in Europe? Like oh my god. These top teams are losing to a team that's we can't even most people just call us Sheffield. Chef like so while they're coming in, yeah, it was good for a couple games. The shines wore off. We're gonna we're, we're probably gonna be relegated by I don't know, the middle of February. I mean, you already look at the bottom three teams, there's like a five point gap, and it's it's growing. It's like it's we take Basically, how it boils down is we take the money and you're going to run down in the championship and be more competitive down there. That's yes. a long-winded answer to your question, but that's no, it's, it's great to get a it's great to get a, yeah, it's good to get a feel of of what is actually going on. Then, so uh, as you know, it's only been a couple of games with Walder. So, have you seen a, a change in the way that you play? Have you seen uh, what 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 are you trying to do? You know, if if when you sit down and watch Sheffield United. You know, is there a style of play there? 
There is. Wilder loves to play the 3-5-2. And honestly, we we changed when we were getting hammered by Newcastle and Arsenal and the likes. We changed to a back four, but since Wilder's come back in, we've changed back to a 3-5-2. That's the only system the players we have now have played for the better part of I had I don't know any I haven't known a, a United change in like almost 10 years playing 3-5-2. So when we go to a back four, we look out of we look out of sorts. We don't know what we're doing. The defense is like comical at some points when you play a back four. So Against you guys, we'll play a, a 3-5-2, but the new manager bounce thing, I don't believe in it. We played He played Liverpool to start his tenure back, and it's like we're always going to lose that. Then we go and, and beat Brentford, but that Brentford team was not good on their day. I think they had one or two shots on target. They've got an injury list probably about as long as ours. Um, and then yesterday we go to Chelsea and – they didn't even get out of maybe second year, and it was 2-0. And, I mean, yeah, it was 0-0 at halftime, but two easy goals in the second half, they probably could have had four or five. Yeah. So how have you made, you know, of Cameron Archer? Has, has he done well or um, – he scored? has he scored two goals? He scored against Everton, and did he score against Wolves? Yeah. He scored... he, yeah, he, he's – honestly – the jury's still out on Archer because he doesn't get enough service because we can't work the ball through the midfield. So when he plays up there, he's just he's just standing there. He he's he's being more of a defender than he is a striker. And his mm. goal against his goal against Everton, I'm sure you saw it where it slammed off the post and then hit uh Pickford in the back and went in, but it was a great, a great goal. I mean, he's played well at times. He's just I mean, if I rated him, I'd, I'd give him like a five or six out of ten. I mean, he's not hes not going to get any goals in this side that can't – we don't hold the ball up enough. We do not hold the ball. We give it away. You're going to have probably 89 to 95% of the ball, and it's going to be in our end 99% of the time. We're going to have one sniff, and that might be clear, just clearing it out. So, I mean, you can't rate Archer any higher than a five or six. Yeah, he's had a couple of goals for us, but – None of our strikers have done anything. You know, we, we've yeah. had all this promise, and we have the likes of, of Archer and Ollie McBurney and even – I don't even know what you call Willis Sewell. Yeah, he's a striker, but <laughs> he hasn't had he hasn't had a sniff either. I mean, Rian Brewster, he'll probably be gone for two years now because he just pulled a hamstring. So when his contract's done, thank God he's gone. But it's just <laughs> – it, Archer just – hasn't done anything for us because this team is so bad and it's not anything yeah. on him when he gets the ball he looks lively but he just never gets the ball yeah it's it's must be frustrating as, as a fan to watch then so uh i don't want to rub it in too much but aston villa going for 16 home premier league wins in a row uh on friday how, how are you feeling about it do, do you feel like you you can do anything at villa park Nah, if we have because <sighs> I'm going to put some money on the amount of shots on target United have. And I might take the under if it's three. I'm a betting man, and I don't think we'll have more than three shots. We only had one on target against Chelsea, so we might we might not have any against you guys. Um, maybe one or two attacks in your half 
that peter out before it gets to the box. But no, I mean, you guys are going to run. I mean, it's the game will be over before, I don't know, halftime. I mean, probably a half an hour in, the game will be over. Yeah, it's. I actually, I feel sorry for you to be fair because, you know, as a fan watching um, your team and, you know, even sort of when you get promoted, it's like, I want to see us have a go. I want to see us sort of, you know, put some on the big teams but I've, I've got to admit I'm with you when when I watch you I'm just like I, I struggle to see where you're going and, and and what you're trying to do and I, and I think that's a that's that's a it's a big problem really so um yeah so thank you for coming on our channel mate um I'll put your um name to your channel in the description and tag it in the title as well so um cheers for coming on mate cheers hope you guys Hopefully you guys don't beat us so bad we uh we we sack Wilder, but I don't think that'll happen. <laughs>